Hello and welcome to Bible Marathon. We're all about learning how to read the Bible, about spiritual gifts and giving proper defense and explanation for what we believe as Christians. The goal is to progress with joy in the faith and without further ado, let's get into the word. I would like to say that mental health, like people would normally say, like mental health is not just the absence of a mental disorder. So like you can't say that, oh, I'm mentally healthy because I don't have a mental illness. And I'm going to mm. get there soon, defining what a mental illness is and just like separating those two terms. Mental health is not the absence of a mental disorder, just mm. like the physical health is not the absence of a physical disorder. And I would like to say that mental health exists on a continuum. So everyone has a mental health, like everyone has a physical health. And like when, you, when you're talking about your body, you don't say that, oh, I'm healthy just because, you know, you think you're healthy. Like some people are like super healthy, like super athletes. And some people are like have diseases that have been, di- have been diagnosed with, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So mental health also also like that. There's, it's a continuum, it's like a scale. And some people are in the extreme with mental disorders. And some people are in a really good place where they are mentally okay, right? Like mentally healthy. And people exist on this continuum based on like different circumstances. And some of them include like your genetic predisposition, mm-hmm. your social outcomes and your life experiences. And all of this tying together to impact a person's mental health. Mm-hmm. So, so basically what you're saying is that mental health is just like physical health social health it's like a realm really of okay that's that's really helpful because i um, the reason i asked that question is because you know we're hearing mental health a whole lot and right now there's a lot of awareness being brought to that aspect i would just add ask, ask another question like why is it that it's just coming up right now um Dara, i don't know if you have any thoughts on that like why is it such a novel thing i don't know how many of you know what i'm talking about it seems like there was nothing like mental health you know i can slap somebody and that's fine but all of a sudden you know nowadays it's like have you checked you know stuff like that i don't know maybe what do you think okay so i'd like to say that mental i I know that there's a lot more publicity and people are more aware of this topic but it's not new in any way like since you were born from the day that you were born, just like you had your physical health, you also had your mental health because you had a mind and you had a brain, mm. right? So it's always been a part of you. I think that is just very popular now because many people are now, um, people have spoken more about mental health. People are, people are struggling with mental disorders and people are speaking up more about their disorders, right? People are, and because of that, people are more likely to take something that is like very popular seriously. We've seen people die because of like, a mental disorder, people have died by suicide. People have, you know, gone through so many things that we, we can't even like, you know, begin to mention on here due to like mm. failing mental health. Mm. That's why this topic has gained so much popularity in recent years. Mm. That makes sense because, you know, uh, for example, many of us know what's happened in the past in Nigeria, like the Sorosuke thing, you know, and SARS. It's not like SARS was just being a bad group of people like recently or you know they've always been doing that but it just took something for people to just come out same same thing with the me too movement right there've always been people who are just you know they don't treat women the right way and now people are just like you know what we're going to fight for it so i think that's what's happening you know in the mental health space as well so banke moving to you um thank you for being here i just have a question now so we, we understand what mental health is why should christians in particular 
care about mental health? Like, why is it so important? Should we? And if yes, why? Yes, you should. And you should care for it because it's a part of you. It's a part of your well-being. It's Christians should care about their physical health. You should care about your mental health because it affects a lot of things about your life. It affects how you treat people, how you treat yourself, how you make decisions. If you're you're beginning to like self-harm, make self-destructive, there are just so many important things that are linked to your mental health. Mm-hmm. And important that you take care of it. So like overall, you're living a healthy life. Your, your well-being is catered for, right? And you should care for it because it's part of you. You should want every part of yourself to be good, to be presenting well. So that's why everybody, including Christians, should care for their mental health. Mm. So, so it's not unique to any group of people. As long as you have flesh and blood and you can yeah. breathe, you yeah. have, as long as you have a brain, <laughs> right? Okay. So that, that really helps. Um, so, you know, I know we've mentioned, we just finished the whole s- like you know series or a whole session last week on physical health um is there any known connection maybe statistically or scientifically like any known connection with physical health and mental health like can anything in our physical well-being affect our mental health and can that also affect physical like what's the relationship um there Dara you can help with that okay I'll just go ahead okay so Thank you um, for referring to last week's teaching. So I'm going to actually ask everybody, I hope you're practicing what we learned last week. I hope you're eating well. I hope you're exercising. I hope you're taking care of your physical health. The answer to Pastor Ernest's question is yes. There is a direct correlation between your mental health and your physical health. And like our panelists said last week, we cannot separate our minds and our bodies. They exist together, right? And so because of that fact that we can't separate both components, we shouldn't be surprised that your physical health can actually affect or impact your mental health and your mental health can actually impact your physical health. And a simple example is, I I know that people are familiar with this, right? So you're going through a really hard time at work. You're very stressed. You, you, you are maybe went through something, your family, someone passed on, you notice that you're like, you're sad and you tend to eat more. You tend to, you're probably like not sleeping as well. So you can see how something going on with your mental health is directly impacting your physical health. And by your physical health, I mean your sleep, your eating patterns, things like that. And it's also concrete, like like research that shows that when a person is mentally stressed, right? Cortisol, as we all popularly know, as the stress hormone tends to skyrocket, right? And when cortisol skyrocket, so when you're not mentally okay, cortisol skyrocket. And because you have higher stress hormones, tends to impact your weight, your blood sugar, and by your weight, I mean, you tend to gain weight, right? So that's a, that's a direct correlation between how your mental health can impact your physical health. Another one is, I don't know if anyone has experienced this. So if you have like a mental disorder, mental illness, e.g. depression, for example, see that you, you have physical symptoms, right? Sometimes it's headache, sometimes it's body pain, it's digestive problems, right? Anxiety can cause like a lot of um, upset stomach so you see all of these things just like manifesting in in ways that are just like very physical so sometimes you don't even know if what is wrong is your mental health or your physical health because everything just ties in together and you just see like a general presentation of of illness so yes those are like some of the ways that your physical and mental health like relate and can impact one another that makes a lot of sense because i mean there are those times where for i mean let's go very very Let's go from a very high level standpoint now. 
if I'm tired, mentally tired, something has happened and it has stressed me out, I wouldn't go to the gym, right? I wouldn't go to, oh, my camera is off. Sorry. We'll just have to manage this camera for now. Can you guys still see me? Unfortunately, I have, this is what I have to deal with. It's messing with my mental health right now. Anyway, um, you know, there's so much, if, I, if so much is going on in my mind, it's hard to do anything productive, even eat well, you know, even, you know, every aspect of my physical life is affected. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so I want to ask a question right now, and I want you guys to respond because this will kind of help us guide the flow of our teaching. There's a link in the chat right now, and that link, I want you to go to that link, and I want you to answer that question. The question is, how are you feeling right now? It's anonymous, so no one is going to know who responded to it, but be as honest as you can. No lies, because I know, you know, one of the things BMG is, is very, very strong for, wants to even be stronger at is um, vulnerability and honesty, um, you know. So if you want to share how you're feeling, let's try using the... Um, the link that is on that chat. There's a reason for that because we're going to have a session where people are going to interact on, on like here. So I just want to make sure that we can kind of all see what we are feeling. You know, if, if we use the chat right now, it might be very difficult to, to track that, but I want you to do it anonymously first. Um, so some people are feeling okay. Some people are feeling tired. I want to see. So a bit in a dilemma, a bit nervous, calm, you know, hopeful so i'm just gonna leave that for a while while you guys respond um and then we'll come back and look at it and look at some of the adjectives that are being used there um but specifically i want to come back to our conversation right um there is a very clear um you know problem there's a very clear problem people are just not taking care of their health and maybe they don't know how to i think that's one of the most important aspects of this conversation now we have a lot more to discuss but a lot of people just don't know what mental health care looks like so how let's just jump in and just start. how can i help myself mentally what's mental health care like and what are the steps i can take uh bankhead you want to answer this question sure um i'll go for it Okay. So, um, like we said, like Dara established earlier, your physical and your mental health, they cannot be, you can't separate them. Like they have, it's intertwined. If your mental health is um, declining, it can have an impact on your physical health and likewise. So one, one way is to take care of your physical health. Make sure you're eating well, make sure you're exercising, make sure you're prioritizing sleep, make sure you have a good emotional support because life gets hard, things happen. And it's important that like when things are hard, you have a strong support system that they're able to help you. They're able to chip in in ways that, in ways that you cannot shop for yourself at that time. And so these are just little ways, right? You can, you can care for your mental health. You can also do things you enjoy, right? It's like make time for yourself weekly, daily, however frequently you can afford to do so. To do things you like. I like to read. So that's something I'll do Whenever I'm stressed, I'll read. I'll make sure that I'm sleeping. I take naps if I'm feeling too, if things are really getting too much for me. So these are just things that 
you should just find find things you enjoy find activities hobbies not things not hobbies that you're always trying to monetize and then it becomes stressful again just things that you're doing solely for pouring into yourself solely for pleasure and having good support system taking care of your physical health these are things that would help you like keep up with your mental health and these are things that have also helped me so that's helpful that's helpful but I'm, I'm i'm trying to think of someone who is in the chats or someone in this call right now that's like okay i've heard that already um i've heard that a lot that i just need to do this and do that like i'm in a serious dilemma right now like i i don't even know how i feel i just know something is wrong what should i do first like i should i should i go and you know do something i love because practically speaking maybe if i if i do that i might say oh someone might be going through a lot and they go to you know grab their remote and start watching shows and that doesn't really help you know what i mean right so like yeah okay so um what i was talking about is like your daily maintenance of your mental health okay maintenance right? daily maintenance yeah, yeah just like making sure you're keeping up with yourself just how like you're eating well you're exercising well you're having like yearly physicals with your doctor just to keep up with your health to maintain it but like when you're sick when something is actually wrong I think I think therapy is always a good idea for example um you don't you don't have to have a mental um a mental disorder a mental health diagnosis mm. for you to speak to a counselor a professional someone that's would give you tools to cope with whatever you're struggling with. I've been to therapy before, you know, because um, I had any mental illness, I had any mental disorder or anything, just, just, just because I knew that I needed help with um, speaking, with, like I was dealing with things at the time and I didn't have any way to cope with it. And talking to someone professionally helped me. Like I was, I had better tools by the end of like my therapy session to cope with things. And I still use those things still today. So like when things come up, I know how to deal better with them. And that's essentially what therapy will do for you if you're if you're open to that option. Okay. And so I just I think you helped clarify that we're talking about care. You yeah. Know, not um you know oh i'm sick now i need to do this like okay how do i stay in a place where i'm taking good care of my health just the same way i would do normally eat right you know work out right so that's very helpful um you we've been throwing this word out i've heard that i use it i've heard you say it illness like that's a serious thing like are you telling me that there is a way you can be mentally ill and that's already stigmatized mm -hmm. right if i say someone is mentally ill we're thinking foolish stupid we're already thinking an abuse but just the same way someone can say oh i have the flu or i have um you know um whatever hepatitis or some just kind of any kind of disease you know and we don't really treat them in a lesser way we just say oh you need to get help you know but i really want to put that word out there so that we have it you know in in the airspace we're going to come and discuss it but let's take a break and look at what's happening on the um the diagram on the screen so people are saying suicidal and that's scary and i i really want to know who that person is um dara do you want to speak to this what's on the what's on the on the screen okay so um i'm really happy that we're having like this 
um, this session and that people are comfortable enough to actually say how they're truly feeling on here. I'm really thankful. Thank you very much for just being very honest and vulnerable and open about how you're feeling. And this truly breaks my heart to see like all these words on the screen, suicidal, like broken, um, alone, anxious. Those words are quite heavy words, very heavy words. And I know that, I know that um, like you have had to like come to the end of yourself for the most part to be able to just openly say that I'm feeling this way. And I want to let you know, especially for the person who said suicidal, I want to let you know that 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 it's 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 very hard right now. I don't know, I can't even find the right words to console you or to give you any kind of hope in this moment. But I want to let you know that it's really hard right now. And um if and I really do want to speak with you if you're open to like just reaching out, reach out to me, reach out to Pastor Ernest. I really want to speak with you. But for, for every other person who is like not really urgent right now, because I think that is super urgent. I also want to encourage you to hang tight. Hold on. I hope that today's session can be useful for you. I hope that you can learn tips on how to care for yourself from today's session and put those things into practice. I also see in the chat box where like people are talking about therapy in Nigeria and how that's not very accessible and free. These are things that we're going to address as we go through this session. So I just want to encourage you to hang tight and hold on for us to get to that point. And we're definitely going to answer questions. And again, if there are any questions that we don't, we don't get to during this session, please feel free to reach out to any of us for more resources. We'll be happy, happy to, to share resources with you and to just talk more about whatever you're feeling right now. Yeah, thank you, Dara. And, and I also want to add that this week, this is a session, right? But this week, we're dedicating it to mental well-being. Um, so during the week, if there's anything on your mind, you you know, you, we're going to share some resources. If there's anything you want to discuss, if there's something you're like, see, no one's going to understand me. Trust me. Be shocked at how many people have been through the exact same thing you've been through. We're going to share some stories, but these people that are on the stage here, right, they've been through some tough times. And if you are right now thinking of ending your life, I promise you it's not worth it. It's not. Your life is very valuable, very valuable. And you might not feel like it right now. You may feel like everything is bleak, but trust me, your life is very valuable. All right. Don't take any harsh step. Stay with us. All right. Um, give us this week. All right, please. Um, Okay, let's get back. And I, I feel like because of the way I'm seeing these things, I want to kind of move a little bit off script, you know. Um, and I'm sure, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to stay in, in line. Now, I know some people have things to say. What I would love you to do, right? If you have something well-crafted and you're in the audience and you feel like I need my voice to be heard, please put it in the chat. I'm going to take time to read it. But just to save time, we have a lot, all right? to discuss so if you have anything just type take your time type it out make it really beautiful i'll see it and i'll read it for us and i'm sure to edify everyone as well um and if you have questions keep them make sure they're well written for the end all right so let's jump to like action points and then we'll come back to more information i want to take that that shift so action points as a believer what can you do for your mental health banky has already given us some beautiful tips on how to stay healthy mentally. Um, but I think we have an advantage as believers that I want to discuss. Um, first of all, we have something called hope. And if you've been in BMG for any length of time, 
you know that hope is what we hold fast to. Hope is an anchor for our souls. What that means is that there is something beyond this world that is bigger, greater, um, you know, very sure. You may have a lot of things in your life right now that are not stable, but there is that guaranteed person that is Jesus Christ and you have him. Um, so you're never helpless. And because that's the case, there's some things that he has told us to do. And, you know, science is catching up with that reality now. Um, science is seeing that, you know, they will tell you, oh, you know, we gathered 10 people and then we asked five of them to talk about what, you know, they are grateful about and the other five to just talk about all the bad things in their lives. And they will tell you that after the experiment, those who were more uh, full of gratitude, you know, had 10 times more, you know, release of, um, is it oxytocin? What's that thing? Not oxytocin. I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm not the medical person here. But that thing that makes you feel good, is it serotonin? Um, yeah, serotonin. They're happy now. Medical students, I tried. <laughs> um, but there's a release of that. And then the other people, because they're grumpy and complaining, you know, things are just like negative for them. And that's the thing. Like your mind is super powerful. So God already knows how we would operate. And he says, be grateful. So Colossians 4, 2. He says, continue in prayer, be watchful and thankful, right? You know, you look at the Psalms, give thanks, give thanks. Why wouldn't David be a happy person? You know, because there is something, there's a direct correlation between gratitude and mental health. So um, one good step as a believer is to always be grateful, be thankful, look for things, think about things that... God has done in your life. Spend time journaling about it, you know, writing all the good things. You know, I, I've been to a class where the first thing they told us was write 10 things you are thankful for. And it helps you think. Because you may look at, you may think like you're in a bleak situation, nothing is going to work. But when you take time to pause and think of all the good things, you're like, oh, okay, my life is not that bad. And it really helps. And then secondly, another tool we have in Christ is the ability to take thoughts captive. You're not um, at the mercy of your thoughts. You're not. So the Bible actually instructs us on what to think on. Um, and I wanted to put the scripture up on the screen, but if you have your Bibles, just open uh, Philippians chapter four. And in Philippians chapter four from verse eight, it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, Whatever things are just. See, he's listing the things that you should think about. You know, true things, not lies. Honest things, not lies. Um, just, that means things that are righteous in nature. Things that are pure. You have, to, you have to make your mind think those thoughts. It's not something that's going to automatically happen. You would have to inform your mind, oh, this is something pure, right? And what's the opposite of pure? nasty and evil so you want to consciously turn your mind from some things on instagram i'm being very practical now and look at what is pure some people are, are so troubled in their hearts about marriage oh my god i don't think i'm gonna have a good marriage guess what it's because you are feeding your mind with the it's either because you know you have maybe you've seen a bad experience and it has affected you and that's legitimate all right but then maybe you've gone the extra mile to like if reinforce it you see i said it marriage doesn't work and that's the mindset you are building god is saying no focus on things that are pure 
look at good marriages, marriages happy and working, right? Whatsoever things are lovely, good reports, says think on these things. So you have a responsibility to think on those things, all right? So let's jump into this subject of illness. Sarah, if I have, if I'm depressive, if I have depressive thoughts, I'm just to the point, if I'm depressed, do I have a mental illness? Okay, so I would like to define what mental illness first, like what I'll use, and then I'll go ahead and address the question. Okay. So basically, I explain what mental health is at first. So it's basically like a state of being, health, well-being or not. Like you can be very mentally okay, healthy, or you can be mentally ill and mental disorder. And the mental, basically, mental illness is basically like a diagnosed medical condition that can affect your thoughts, your behaviors, and just how you show up in the world generally. So you can have, you can go to your doctor and they can tell you that you have a disorder. And because of that disorder, you're giving a particular way you're having different kind of thoughts that are not consistent with what normal is. Does that, is that clear? Yeah. So, awesome. so, so mental illness has to be something diagnosed. Like there has to be a diagnosis. Just the same way malaria has to be something like diagnosed, right? Yeah. So if I haven't gone for that diagnosis, can I conclude that I have an illness? Okay. So you know how, like, thank you for using the malaria example. You know how you can have malaria and you don't go to the doctor. Nobody's going to tell you that you have malaria. You're just going to, you're just going to feel like you have malaria. You might maybe treat yourself like self-medicate or just like exist with malaria. And that's the same case with mental illness. So if you're feeling some type of way, not consistent with what is normal for you, and you don't go to a doctor, they're not going to be able to diagnose you. So it's possible that you're living with a mental illness and you do not know. So mm. you're just struggling. You have all these like behavioral patterns, all these thoughts. And you're just saying that like, that's how I am. Or um, suddenly this thing just came upon me and I don't even know how, why I'm acting the way that I, I'm acting, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's possible that you have a mental health condition that you don't I just know don't about. know, right. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. And, and like, I just want to say that so mental illnesses, I'll say mental illnesses, mental disorders, all the same thing, the same word, just different words for the same thing, right? They are basically very, very common, very common. You don't even know, like, according to the National Institute of, of Mental Health, one in five American adults has a mental health condition. And so just to apply it to this room, there's 17 of us on this call right now. I'll approximate to 20. That means that at least four people on this call is living with a mental disorder as we speak. So it's not hmm. that uncommon if four people in this room be living with a mental disorder as we speak, right? And according to the World Health Organization, that's WHO, one in four people worldwide will experience a mental health disorder in their lifetime. Hmm. So at some point before, you know, we die, one in four people will experience a mental disorder so it's not it's not uncommon at hmm. all so yeah. wow this is this is my doing so and then 17 is just on zoom by the way we have people listening on on mixelara people on youtube right now whatever platform works for you and that means the stigma around this thing is not helpful because it's more prevalent than we you know we know that's that's very interesting that's very interesting so I think let's still stay on this a little bit. The, just the fact that someone says I have a mental illness is so stigmatized. 
And I don't even want to admit to that if maybe I'm having symptoms of that. Because I know basically any disease or any sickness has symptoms that point to that, right? So um, can you maybe talk about some of the common like mental illnesses and maybe some symptoms of how can we know? So someone on this call, based on that chart, might be having it like help us out a little bit and then after you maybe um, Barkia will come in and just talk a little bit more about um you know like symptoms of depression or sim- more symptoms if they are so all right yeah I, absolutely i'll do that so there are different mental illness they're just like they're different physical diseases right so some of the common ones that some of us are familiar with would be like depression bipolar disorder anxiety disorder and when I say anxiety disorder, I'm not talking about the anxiety that I felt when I was coming on this call, not that type. That one is very common when you're doing something that is important. If you feel anxious, that's very normal, right? I'm talking about anxiety disorder that impacts your quality of life, like just thoughts, worries that you cannot control. You feel like your mind is just going, going, going. You cannot stop it and just impacts your ability to show up at work, your ability to show up at school. That's what I'm, I'm referring to when I say anxiety disorder eating disorder so some people live with anorexia and bulimia basically if you don't know those words what those words are please google it people are living with like actual conditions that they don't know about like you have an obsession with being thin or like being a particular way that you're going to do anything to be that way that's 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 a, that's a mental disorder some people are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder ptsd as it's commonly called when you go through a significant life event so trauma the loss of a loved one or you go to war and you come back from war, you've seen your friends killed, you experience sexual abuse, physical abuse, post-traumatic stress disorder that could come from those experiences. And schizophrenia, that's a, that's a more like complex one, but it's also quite common. We see it quite a lot in people. Those are some of the common uh, mental disorders. And I'll just talk very generally about um, one that. Yes, ADHD is actually a mental disorder as well. And that's one that is very commonly seen in children and even now more in adults as people are growing up because you miss some of these things when people are growing up, you yeah. catch things when you're adults. So yes, ADHD is a very common mental health disorder. Excuse me. And I'll just talk very generally about one, which is depression. And depression is one that is very, very, very common, very popular and Depression is also one that we can't even quite put it in one category because it's a it's it's a common it's it's common between all of these diseases. We see it everywhere. When somebody has anxiety, most likely it comes with depression. When someone has PTSD, they most likely have depression, right? When someone is bipolar, they most likely have a depressive episode that comes with the bipolar disorder. So it's a common theme for all of these diseases. And I'm going to, uh, you hear depression, you hear clinical depression, you hear major depressive disorder, three names, one thing, the same disease, right? And very early on in this conversation, I want to establish that depression is not just sadness. So you fail a test in school and you're really sad. You should be sad because you failed a test in school, mm-hmm. but that's not depression. Depression is just not, your boyfriend breaks up with you and you're crying for three days. That's not depression. That's sadness, which is a very normal human emotion to feel. Like you should feel, if you have the ability to feel happy, you should have the ability to also feel sad. So don't confuse two things, right? Mm. But depression comes with sadness, right? So one of the biggest things you see when someone is depressed is just sadness. Deep, 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 deep sadness. 
sadness that you can't even understand, like when this person is sad, right? But depression also comes with other things like um, um, hopelessness, right? You you lose pleasure in things that you used to enjoy. You see that you don't have the desire to live anymore. You you're, you want to kill yourself. You want to die. Those are some of the things that come with depression. But good news is that depression is very, very treatable. I know that from experience, depression is very treatable. And people that have depression go on to lead like good lives. They live mm-hmm. fulfilling lives. They live really really good lives you just have to find the right treatment you have to find you have to first of all like recognize that something is wrong with you and seek help find the right treatment for yourself and you can definitely like live a life that's good even if you suffer from depression hmm. and that's just one of of many so basically there's, there's a there's a spectrum right um so someone can have an I mean, you know acute symptoms someone can have severe symptoms you know and and they're still kind of the same thing just expressing differently and with different magnitudes so i think a follow-up question here banke is like where is this thing from like <laughs> where where does mental illness come from you know how they, they can tell you um oh polio has you know um a vaccination so if i get this i'm not going to have polio or chicken pox vaccination so there's a way to like prevent this illness you know mm-hmm. but, but i don't know mental it just seems like it's ever is in the sky it can just hit yeah, anybody following you <laughs> so first of all like help help me understand where does it come from and is there any um, treatment pre- preventive treatment yeah definitely um like the things i said earlier about maintenance about like just making sure you're keeping up with the, your overall health, making sure you know yourself, like things that will trigger you in certain regard and just think clear of them, making sure you you have a, sub, a strong emotional support, people that are like, like you can be vulnerable with, you can be your real self with and you know that like they'll treat that with care and they would like mm-hmm. give what you need. Um, for where does mental um, illness or things like that stem from? it's it's so many things for like our genetic makeup is one of it like almost everything that has to do with our body our behaviors they like they have genetic um, components to them some people are predisposed like their parents went have mental illnesses they are grandmothers great-grandmothers so like there's a high likelihood that you would also have that and it's not that like having it means your, because your parents have it means you would definitely have it. For example, if your parents have diabetes, that's a genetic disease. There's a strong chance that you might have it if you start like, especially for type two diabetes. <laughs> there's a difference. Um, there's a strong chance that like eating unhealthy can mm. trigger you to have that disease too. So these are this, that's just an example of how you can get it. Like Dara said, also your Trauma can also cause it physical trauma, like hits to the head, because there have been studies have shown mm. that like, when people get multiple traumatic brain injuries, concussions, and stuff, your your behavior can begin to change just as a result of your brain being injured. Wow. Also, emotional trauma, um, seeing like maybe seeing their someone sees their parents dying in a traumatic way, their siblings, 
um, getting violated physically, just different things. It can give you PTSD, it can make you depressed, it can make you have a strong and healthy aversion to certain things. And these are just different ways that like mental illnesses can stem. stem. Mm-hmm. And it's not like once you have it, there's no hope. There is. And that's just an aspect. And also, yeah, let me pause you. Let me pause you there a bit. So, wow, yeah. there's a lot to talk about. Wow. So, I think one of the most revelatory things you've said now is that mental illnesses can be genetic. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not like you're even looking for it, and you may even be doing all the things you had said earlier, banker. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. following all the care principles. You know, do this, do that, and then somehow, just because, first of all, let me go theological. You're born of Adam. Adam fell. All of us are in trouble. Right? Hello? Sorry. All of us are in trouble just by just being in Adam. And so that's why people fall sick. And this is also, you know, an, an avenue for sickness, like mental illnesses. So if your mom or your dad or your grandfather had something, you know, along the lines of mental illnesses, there is a chance that you could. That's that's something to really think about. So it also means by extension that, and I know we're going to talk more about this, but man, there's such a need for kindness. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you see people and you meet people and they're acting strange, you know, Nigerians, we have a very, very weird way of talking and we just, just go very rude and start saying like that one or, or they just, you know, his head is not correct. We say those things and you don't know how deliberating or is that the right word? Those things, those kind of statements are, um, but let's let's come back to this. So genetic, right? It could be genetic. It could be, I mean, it could run in the family. And then you said you said something about like even you know experience, like psychological experiences where you know your trauma and stuff like that. Just let me let you talk more. Maybe help us. You know, I know you have a lot to say on this. So like, just talk more about uh, about this. Yes. Um, do you mean by the genetic part or just in general or anything? Just the cause of I was just gonna clarify a question. Yeah, you said more genetic. Yeah, oh, talk, yeah. talk more. So talk more about the genetic aspects. Um, and then also like other factors. Okay. Um, there are different things, like the brain is very complex, and um that's that's one of the things like like just how every part of your body you have an organ the brain is an organ and your brain is responsible for how you feel in a very very largely and there are things called neurotransmitters and these are just little like let's say substances that like your brain releases and it tells you how to feel like feel happy feel sad that kind of thing so like you said before serotonin it's dubbed the um, feel-good hormone and for some people they don't they don't produce enough serotonin or they're producing serotonin and it's getting broken down too easily too quickly hmm. right so now you you're having a person that like they literally cannot feel good by themselves by their hmm. own how they are how their brain is working they're not feeling good in they're not producing enough serotonin that the average person is producing that's that's an example of like things that would cause a mental disorder, would cause a mental illness, would make your mental health not like a normal person's own would and normal as per the average person, mm. right? And yeah, these are just things like okay. emotionally too, things that you people would suffer, like for example, rape, 
for example, mm-hmm. being in a war, right? Mm. There, there are examples of someone I know, like Maya Angelou, where she so she was raped and she she didn't speak for years. These are just mm. ways that experiences would would happen to a person and would impact their behavior for years thereon, right? Mm. Okay. let me yeah. let me just pause here let me let you relax a bit so i'm seeing some questions in the chat let's quickly address them because they seem like quick answered questions and then maybe dara you can talk more after this about you know the the environmental factors in in illnesses because i think when we are more informed we can avoid and also know how to deal with people who are going through this right so uh, first question here is is adhd a mental disorder we we responded and i think you said yes in to a degree um treasure asked um does this mean american footballers are at serious risk how many of you have watched concussion i think that's a movie that answers that question it's been a debate for a long time but dara what do you think about like american footballers being at serious risk i mean american footballers are at risk for many things many diseases because like the nature of their sports is just like very you know not yeah so yes i think that like that could definitely increase the risk for many disorders including mental disorders yeah and in in the movie concussion i think there was supposed to even be a legal case um with regards to um something that happened to a footballer in the game that hits had a really serious hit and affected his life um i may be missing the story exactly but you can go and watch the movie concussion to get what i I'm referring to okay um does alcohol and weed taking weed or smoking weed play any role in causes um banker dara thoughts yes um banker can i go on okay so yes definitely these two drugs because they are drugs can impact your mental health significantly so i don't know if you know that but like alcohol is a stimulant right Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's a depressant rather. And depressants basically can alter your your brain chemistry. Like Banker said, there are these hormones that are released in your brain, right? And so depressants can reduce the, the amount, the amount of hormone that your brain is releasing. So if you need a particular amount and something that is depressing your brain is bringing it down, definitely increasing your chances of developing a mental illness, especially if you use it over a very long time. So like drinking alcohol once necessarily do much alter your mood for that moment for that time mm-hmm. but long-term use of alcohol can definitely impact your mental health and weed is just another dangerous drug by itself i know that some people use like marijuana medically for anxiety and i know that when marijuana is used in small um, quantities like when a doctor prescribes marijuana to you in the right quantity it could help this is not telling you to why use marijuana right but when you use it in the wrong quantity so like overdosing of marijuana definitely can cause mental illness and there's something called weed psychosis right weed psychosis you you hear voices like you hallucinate Mm. you see things all of these things are consistent with mental disorders you have because you smoked weed right so just smoking these things and drinking these things definitely impact your brain chemistry and contribute to developing mental disorders yeah, and I think the next question flows into, you know, the question I was asking you, Dara. So um, the, the question is, how much does society impact mental health? I think because of the time, I want you to try and answer that and just add on, you know, environmental factors, you know, with regards to uh, this subject of mental illnesses. All right. So basically, we're 
for the most part, a product of nature and nurture, right? I don't know if anybody's heard those words before. Nature is how you're born, your genetics, your parents. Nurture is where you grow up, your society, your environment, right? So many of the things that we experience will be because of like how, like based on how, somebody's texting me, I don't know why, how we're born or like what we experience. So yes, yeah, society definitely plays a large role in, in impacting your mental health. So if you go through like significant abuse, that's something that is very environmental, like in your, in your environment, it can impact your psychology. So yes, definitely impacts your mental health. I just want to touch more a little bit about like trauma, trauma, including sexual abuse, homelessness, domestic violence and like natural disasters like people suffer from like earthquakes and all of those things people are displaced from their homes those things are going long going just impacting your overall well-being and I just before I just go on to talk talk about trauma I just want to say that if you're a man or a woman in a relationship that's abusive and by abusive I mean anything any relationship that's not nurturing you so someone is bringing you down someone is hitting your head against the wall or because here what Banker said, let them hit your head, it can affect your brain and cause mental disorders, right? So don't let anybody hit your head. Um, someone is talking down at you. If you're in that kind of relationship, please, please, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, so you don't suffer for these things in the future. Pack your bags and your baggages and leave. Thank you. So yes, I'm going to go back to just talking about trauma and how like trauma just, can sorry, impact just, our mental um, health. Just to add to that, and because someone asked this question, and I was like, wow, is this really a question? So the person was like, you know, why are we saying, or why do pastors say, if you are being physically, you know, abused in your marriage, that you should leave? And they're like, why? You're not supposed to stay and be firm and all of that, like fight for your marriage. And I said, yeah, as in, you're already missing a point. I think, I hope what Dara said now helps you understand why pastors would even suggest that should happen if there was war happening in your where you were and you wanted to respond would you stay or would you run what's the natural response to that kind of situation you would run you should run why because it has physical it can actually destroy your life can hurt you and so if you realize that there are Things that happen as a result of physical abuse, even emotional abuse to, to a degree, you know, knowing that it's going to affect your health and could even mess up the rest of your life. That's why that advice is there. The fact that there could actually be a physical response or even a, a lifetime health challenge because of your being there. That's what we're prioritizing when we say, hey, leave that environment. All right. So I just wanted to clear up that because some people are just weird, you know, um, so we have a, we have a lot to cover. So I'll wait. That I'll let us finish up, and then I'll address some of the messages I'm getting privately. Uh, so um, Dara, do you want to proceed? Just try and see how we can wrap up. Um, you know, talking about. I think you have though, right? Is there anything else you want to add on on the subject of like environmental and psychological causes? Yeah, I'm just going to add that. So I know that many people go through different life situations, right? So you go through something and someone else goes through the same exact experience. And then you're reacting to it in a different way than the other person. And then they start to say, are you the first person to get raped? Are you the first person mm -hmm. to, be, to be abused? I just want to remind you that like, 
different people, first of all, different people react differently to different situations just based on the things we have discussed today, right? So first of all, everyone has a different level of resilience and your resilience is to a large extent determined by your mental health, right? So people that have better mental health, like have better resilience, so able to handle difficult situations in life in a the, in the better way, right? So that's just one level. So if you've gone through just so many difficult life situations, you've been abused severely, it's normal that you will respond differently to the other person. And just based on the fact that you have different genetic makeup, right? And so you, you're, you might already be predisposed to developing a mental disorder. And so you go through something that just like facilitates that, and then you develop a mental disorder. And someone else who doesn't even know half of what you've been through is comparing you to them. Please don't let people treat you that way. Like stand up for yourself. If someone is talking trash, talking things that are inappropriate to you based on your experiences, please stand up for yourself. And also let's be decent people. I think that's just what Pastor Ernest has emphasized here for, 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 for a while. Let's be kind because like you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what they've gone through. Like I'm just thinking about like like someone like you you meet someone at a at a spot at a point in your life. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they're going to go through, and you just come and dump all these things on them. Let's be decent people. Let's be kind people because these things are real. People are truly suffering from mental disorders because of their experiences, because of the things that you say to them, because of the things that that they see. And so let's let's just try to be to be good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. So I want to answer a question that, you know, I was going to ask you just but because of time and I really want people to interact here. You know, a question like, uh, can mental illnesses be caused by spiritual uh, forces, right? So, so you know, you, you just hear someone went mad. And so the first thing you think is, ah, once you, once you, how do you say, <laughs> they've caught this person. This person did something. They touched one tree in the village that they're not supposed to touch and they've run mad, you know. There's some very, very interesting things that people, um, you know, discuss. Um, and, and sometimes when you hear those things, you, it depends on what side you are. There's some extremes where it's like everything is spiritual. Everything is caused by spiritual forces. And, and um, it's, it's good to have that perspective because everything came from the spiritual realm. But the fact is that the spiritual realm that birthed the physical realm also has principles that it follows. The physical world has principles. So if you break those principles, you get the results of breaking those principles, which is kind of why we have a science that we're discussing now. It's, it's predictive science and we can use that. Now, can those things come, can we have, can, you know, mental illnesses come by spiritual means? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there are people who are oppressed of the devil. Um, that's why one of the things Jesus will do, we'll talk more about it later, is, you know, there's a prophecy of him helping the brokenhearted. And we see him, you know, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So oppression is not only physical, Oppression can be mental and you can be in a situation where the, the devil is actually um, oppressing you, terrorizing you. You know, you've heard of people, maybe you've been in that situation where you had a dream and that dream was just so frightful and, you know, it has it has made you even, it has stifled you in your life. Um, that's an oppression. That, that's an oppression of the devil. Um, you know, spirits, husbands, spirit wives, all those kind of things that people discuss or describe they're real things and we are not supposed to be ignorant of those things. Um, however, 
most times, I'm bearing me to say it this way, most times you want to first analyze it from a physical perspective. You may expose yourself to some things that are harmful and have caused those things. So the same way we can trust God for healing um, supernaturally, physical healing is the same way we can also trust God for mental healing. But in trusting God, you wouldn't say, oh, I don't want to get a doctor's perspective on this, right? You want to be informed. And then when it's beyond medical help, then you realize, yes, there's a power beyond the human power. And so you should do the same for, for mental illnesses too. Um, get help. Just like that I was saying, you know, let there be some medical attention given to you. And when it's like, okay, this is can this cannot go beyond this, or this cannot be fixed, then you know that there is no limit to what God can do. So that's the balance I think I just wanted to bring up here. And um, so there's something in the chat, I'll say it out loud just because I want us to have it in our conversation somewhere. So he says, I want us to clarify a few things with regards to what we saw happen this week um, on the Hakimi thing. So I don't know how many of us know about the Hakimi issue. Um, maybe show of hands, just to be sure that you do. Who else? Ah, wow. Okay. I'll wait for a few more hands because I think it's worth having a conversation um, around. So maybe what, what we'll do is we'll talk about it after because I don't feel like um, that's something we want to have online, right? Let it be a conversation we do after the fact. So just keep that and we'll make sure we bring it up. If you want to stay back and have that conversation, we'll do that. Let's come back to uh, the meat of our conversation, right? So um, Banke, what do we do if we find out we actually, you know, or we're suspecting that we have a mental illness? So from what Dara has said and what you've said, I think it's possible. I mean, that situation, maybe I think I actually have a mental illness. What should I do? Um, seek out help. Hmm. Help as a professional help. Um, speak to a therapist. See your primary care physician. Because physicians are able to, actually like family care generalists, they have training that like they're able to diagnose mental health disorders. They're able to um, prescribe medications. And if it's very serious, sometimes they'll be, they would refer you to a psychiatrist but your physician, your primary care physician is able to handle such situations. Um, a therapist to like, they would help you with giving you tips. They can help you draw patterns into things that like triggering you, help you to know things you can stay clear of. These are just things that can help you. And a good thing, like I said, is seeing your physician, they would give you medications. And sometimes the medications, it doesn't have to be for the rest of your life. It might just be for if for a little while and you're you'll be weaned off of it and then maybe you just need therapy to continue with your maintenance of your health until you're able to do by yourself like I said before I didn't even have I didn't have a mental disorder but I went with therapists and that did me so much good and just because I just knew that the path I was on it was just not sustainable for me like if I kept on with like trying to figure things out by myself, I wouldn't have been able to make it work. So just seeking out someone professionally helps me. And also like learning about whatever disorder it is that you have. It's important to be informed, like reach out to people that have spoken about those disorders that have gone through it, they are going through it. They might, they might have helpful so tips. Um, it can also help you to like, when you see your physician, you're able to ask like informed questions, good questions about if they're giving you different 
if they present different options to you, um, option A and option B, because you've read about it, because you've heard a lot of people's stories about different things, you're able to make informed decisions, you're able to choose well based upon what you know about yourself and that um, the mental disorder in particular you're going through or is suspected to be what you're going through. So yes, like make sure you're educated, make sure you're, you're reaching out to professionals for help, make sure you're also doing things that maintain your health in those periods, like in a general way, before like you even have a mental disorder come up or before something happens, life shows you Pepe and then you're you're having to reach out to someone. Make sure that your the actual um habit of your life is a good maintenance of your health, your mental health, your mindfulness and things of that nature. Make sure you're meditating on God's word. Make sure you're praying. Make sure sure you're eating well make sure you have good support systems like wonderful friends that would help you if you reach out to them and you're vulnerable with you they're going to treat that with um with care and sensitivity okay so i think i think that makes sense to have um what i want to even say is most people would say that they have no way of finding this therapist that you're saying, you know, like, oh, I've get a therapist, talk to a therapist. I'm like, who is that? I don't even know the therapy. What's that? You know, so um, I think we'll give some information about how you can have access to some of these resources because I think everyone does need therapy. I'm not even joking. If you live in Lagos, you live in Nigeria, you need therapy. I'm not even, it's, it's, this is a word of prophecy for you. You need, you need, um, you know, someone to just analyze and speak to you. Um, and you see, that's one thing that, just like Replica said, one of the blessings of the church, and, and we're going to discuss that, there's a side where it is a blessing, you know, to have members of the church that you can be open with and you can talk to. And like I said, you know, be informed because this, I'm telling you, through this session that we've had, a lot of you have learned some things that will help and inform how you deal with other people in the body of Christ. You know, you know how to respond to them. You know how to listen well. Um, Dara, let me ask you a question. And, you know, there's a lot to say here, but let me see if you can just bring it together. There's a lot of mental illness discrimination in the church. Um, and for some, on, on one side, there's this, you know, group of believers who are like, I can never be, you know, sick. I can never be this. I can never until they speak that way. And, you know, is there some truth to it? Absolutely. Yes. You know, it's good to have that mindset, but reality in this body, the Bible is very clear about the things that happen. Although this body fails, the, the, the spirit, the man within is being renewed day by day. Um, so how do we handle this? discrimination in the church on just being honest about where a person is in their health bless you there thank you um mm -hmm. i'm sorry so sorry. um can you ask your question again sir please yeah talk about mental discrimination mental illness discrimination in 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 the church um especially when it comes to just conversations around you know mental health issues people don't like to talk about it because they feel they'll be judged in church something like that okay thank you um i get it now so um basically what we're doing is a very good first step so having this kind of conversation on a platform that is 
church, like, you know, faith-based platform. I feel like just having this conversation will go a very long way, just helping to normalize some of these things. First of all, normalizing that we have a mental, not even normalizing, accepting that everyone has mental health just because you're human, first of all, and like anyone could just develop a physical disorder like cancer, diabetes, anyone can also have a mental disorder like depression and schizophrenia um, based on just like life circumstances and biological factors like genetic predisposition and chemical imbalance in your brain, right? So just knowing that fact as a fact, that this thing is something that can yeah. happen. And I know that there's a lot of stigma around it. And if you think about it, like why, why is this so like why is this such a big deal to not be okay right like is it the need to appear perfect or is it the need to I don't know what it is but like, just think about it. like why is this so like when we address those things we can definitely start to break and like you know dismantle these things that we hold on to very dearly and help people who are going through mental disorders just feel like they're, they're in a safe space to talk and express themselves mm-hmm. yeah okay so I think we can just jump to just because of time what can we do just practical things like okay first of all what should i know as someone who is going through this what words of comfort do you have for me i'm really in a a serious situation you know we saw on the chat hope some people are tired broken disappointed just there sad alone lonely trapped like a lot of words some are still coming in so what, what what word of advice do you have and also how should we help Let's say we're in a good state right now. How do we help people? Um, what should be our response? So I think we can share that across Banke and Dara. Banke, do you want to go first? You're muted. I'll just go first for she okay. that technology. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, Sorry for that. Yeah. I'll just go first. So I have like there's so many things I could say on this call right now, but we don't have enough time. And so Again, feel free to reach out after this if these words are not enough for you. If you need more, just one-on-one conversation, talking, we're very available to, to talk to you. I'm very happy to just share in your burdens and just encourage you. So first of all, I want to let you know that your mental, we've spent a lot of time just like developing the point, getting to this point where like your mental disorder is not your fault, right? You didn't cause it. So mental disorders, just like physical disorders, everything is because of the fall of man, right? And this is not God's way of punishing you for your sins. And I know I've heard those those things in the church where people say she was sinful, she she fornicated, and that's why God is punishing her, right? Like God is not punishing you for your sins by giving you a mental disorder. He's not punishing you for the sins of your parents by giving you a mental disorder, right? So like... This thing that what you're experiencing is out of your control. So I want you to know that. And so don't carry your mental disorder as something that be, be, defines your existence. Don't carry that. It's not that's not who you are. It's just something that you're going through. So don't identify as a depressed person. You're just a person living with depression, right? Those are two different things. So please, that's the first thing I would like to tell you. The second thing is you are not alone. The statistics I gave one in one in four people expressing what you're experiencing. So even on this call, you can see that the responses, you know that people are also struggling like you are. Personally, I have struggled. I don't know if Pastor Ernest is going to give me some time to share. Do you want to go ahead and just share it now? 
I mean, I, I will share my story. Let me finish this okay. point. Like, you're not alone. There's so many people that have struggled, that are still struggling, and now will struggle through these disorders and through these diseases. And I know for a fact that God heals. That's something I know. I can wake up tomorrow and tonight and just scream it. God heals. God does heal, right? I know that throughout history in the Bible, we've seen God's children suffer, suffer mentally, physically, emotionally, and even Christ himself on the cross. When he was hanging, he cried out in this way. He was, it was at the end of himself, like many of us get to sometimes, right? And I just want to remind you that you are not alone. The Bible says in Psalms 23 verse 4, it says, even though you walk the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for that with me. Thy rod and his they comfort me, right? God is right there with you in the deepest pit, in on the darkest night, in the darkest hour, God is right there with you. And he wants to provide you comfort. He wants to, he wants to carry your burdens with you. I know that on like diabetes, on like cancer, people can see like you, no, they can see your physical symptoms, but this is something with your mind and no one can see, no one can experience what you're experiencing. But Jesus does, he can see and he understands. So I want you to just remember the nearness of Christ and rest in that. Remember that Jesus is closer to you than anybody and rest in that. You have the Holy Spirit. So when you're struggling, call on your comforter to comfort you. He's going to be right there with you, providing you comfort, right? The Bible says in Psalms 34, verse 18, it says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. Every single one of us is broken in some way. Some people are broken physically. You can see they have a broken leg. That's their kind of brokenness, right? And some people are broken emotionally and broken psychologically because people have done them badly and people have abused them and your parents have abused you. A man has raped you. Something has happened to you. It's not for you to be crushed. But what Christ does, he, he makes us whole again, right? He comforts us. Christ provides comfort. And I want you to rest in that truth. I want you to know that for Jesus cares about every single aspect of your life, including your mental health. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to save you. So let Jesus step into that. Let him step into your struggle and let and let me carry your burdens for you and very quickly I'll just share my story so the first time I experienced anything like depression was when I was 10 I don't know some of you already know this story and again just the trigger warning might trigger some people so if this is something you're not comfortable with hearing please turn down my volume leave the meeting and feel free to join back in like three minutes but the first time I experienced something like this was when I was 10. I remember when I was 10, again, nothing was wrong. I was a normal child going to school, doing very well in school. Everything was fine. My parents were able to provide for my needs. I would say that I was a privileged child and I wanted to kill myself. I would go to the balcony of our house and just want to jump down. And I don't know what it was, right? When I was 10, and people would say, at 10, what are you going through? But remember we said genetic disposition. Right. So in my case, it could have been that I was genetically predisposed to suffering from a mental illness. But no one what it was. People just say that she's a difficult child. She's lazy. I would retire, retreat to my, my room every single day by myself for hours. And my mom would be worried about me. Like, why are you always isolating yourself? But I was struggling with something that nobody, nobody understood. Right. And then I was 16 and I left Nigeria and I came to school in the U.S. And then I went through so many things, like 
so many difficult situations in my life, including abuse, right? And I, I come to school here and things keep going. Remember that we talked about how you 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 just keep going, 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 going. And at the point, just everything just it's just the perfect, perfect um mix and there is disaster, right? And that happened for me in 2017 when it felt like my world was just everything was crashing, everything was crumbling, falling down right in front of me. Like I don't know like if anyone ever experiences, but I would step outside and the leaves were not green. Like life was dull. Like it was like a veil between me and the world. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see life for what it was. And then I remember just behaving in ways that were very unreasonable. I would, Vanquette was my roommate at that time. So I would wake up one morning and I would not speak to my roommates for one month. And I would speak to every other person in the world except my roommates. And that was obviously not normal, right? And so I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I acting like this? Why am I feeling like this? And then one day someone said, maybe find help. Maybe go to therapy because Dara is crazy. So I was hearing all this rumors on campus about how I was crazy and I wasn't like a good person, right? And I, I go to therapy and this is not excuse for bad behavior. This is saying that it's possible that your behavior that you think is just like, why am I like this? might be a real condition. I go to therapy and my therapist is like, you need to see a doctor. And I, I go to see a doctor and I was diagnosed. I had like four different diagnoses. I had depression, a personality disorder. So borderline personality disorder, OCD. It's a bunch of like just diagnoses. And I'm there, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this, right? And I'm a Christian, so I believe in the power of God to heal me. And I pray about it. I fasted about it. I tell my parents, they take me to pastors, to all kinds of spiritual leaders. And everyone is telling me, oh, you're possessed. You have a demon. And it's all these things that are not helpful for me. And nothing changes about my situation for years. In a matter of, in one year, I tried to kill myself three times, actually in six months. I tried to kill myself three times, actually with one where I was almost successful, if not for my roommate who came home, called the ambulance, and it took me to the hospital, to the emergency room, right? So it was just all of these bad situations. I suffered greatly, and I can't, I can't tell you the full extent of my suffering on this call, but I suffered greatly. Like, life was terrible. I was hearing voices in my, in my head telling me that I was not good enough. I wasn't going to amount to anything in life. I should just kill myself and it was going to be better if the world was without me. I was hearing that I was a failure and this was me. I was doing very well in school. I was doing very well in things that mattered to me, but I, I couldn't get myself together mentally. I was not okay. And it took five years in therapy. I was going to therapy for five years, every single week, showing up in therapy, walking through my trauma, walking through my problems taking the right medications. And I know that Banquet talked about medications. And I know there's a lot of shame around medications. But like if you had diabetes, you would take insulin for your diabetes. And if you can accept that mental health disorders are as a result of chemical imbalance or a biological factor, taking the medication should be a big deal because you're thinking about it as something that could help your situation, right? I took my medications and gradually I was getting better. Gradually I was getting better. And there are days where it was like, oh my God, the grass is green. I can see, I'm happy. And there are days where I was like, I just want to die. I don't want to be here anymore. But through all of that, what I knew and did was I trusted God for my healing. I knew for a fact that God is able to heal. And one day I woke up and I'm like, I'm okay. I'm not depressed anymore. 
the grass is the grass is green the trees are green i can enjoy my life i can love my friend i can let myself feel all these emotions and that's when i realized that god had healed me of my depression i was free and god. and i've been free since then it's been how many years like 10 I mean, yeah. 15 years since i was i first experienced depression in what it was like two years i've lived freely without any sign symptom of depression right and i just want to encourage somebody today that like god can heal it's not even a matter of we will god heal me god can heal god is able to heal you of your depression yes, god is able to deliver you he's able to take those thoughts away and be able to replace those thoughts with good positive thoughts and i want to remind you today if you're suicidal your life matters your life is valuable. You are valuable. God loves you so dearly. He died for your sins and he has placed you right here, right now in the midst of his children to encourage you and to pour into your heart. Please, I beg you, please do not kill yourself. It's not going to solve the problem. Like you're just going to die and you're going to break the heart of your parents, your loved ones, and your pain is not going to end. Yeah. And that's not a topic I want to explore right now. But your pain is not going to end. It's just going to begin in mm -hmm. a sense, right? So please just stay with us. Give us some time. Give us this week. Give us some time. You're going to be okay. And you're going to be somewhere someday looking back on today and thanking God for this meeting and thanking God for, for, for his grace to just hang in there. Right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to be encouraging other people in the way that I'm encouraging you today to stay mm -hmm. because Jesus loves you and we love you too. Okay, yeah. well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dara. Wow. Amazing, inspiring testimony. And it doesn't get old hearing it again. And yes, God does heal. God does heal. The Bible, she read it earlier. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Um, so he's there. And we're already out of time, but I do want to get uh, to the part where we give you information and resources um so if you can just mention all the resources bank i don't know if you have access to that now to just talk about the different resources for people who want to get help um but we have a whole week that's the good thing so um we'll try to keep this conversation going on on the group chat um get maybe some snippets of this teaching and share it on the group but more information we have a lot more that we didn't talk about so please stay tuned, connect, you know, with people who you've maybe not been so kind to. Now you understand you can be kind to them, you know, go back and say, I'm sorry, I didn't understand. They may not even know, but you don't have to, um, you know, just give the best advice you can based on what you've learned today and keep learning, keep learning. I have a lot that I've had to learn and unlearn, you know, just in a few months, uh, you know, in my life here. So all right. Any let's let's see. I, I know time is up, but I feel like someone wants to share something. Um, I know one there's some interaction. Time is up, but it doesn't even want to share something. Please don't embarrass yourself. Like <laughs> if you have something that you know will bless people, just share that with us okay. right now. Um, I can go ahead and start talking about the um yeah the help available. Mm -hmm. Um, so there. There's a national suicide hotline, prevention hotline in the US, and the number is 800-273-8255, 800-273-8255.
um, this is a prevention hot, hotline. Like when you're feeling like you actually want to kill yourself, you want to die by suicide, um, you're able to call this number. And if for anything, they're able to stall you until like you you get back into your right mind for in a sense, right? Because I feel like it's for people that are going through um suicidal ideation there's that like it's almost like a rack it's, it's rash and for some people when they've already done done the deed it's like they want to take it back but they cannot but what this number would help you do if not anything it will help you they would kind of talk you off the ledge and maybe even get um paramedics or people to come talk to you until you're okay um and then for nigeria it's 112 that's the national emergency hotline. If you're in Nigeria and you need help, you're, you're suicidal, you're self-harming, things like that, that can help you. People are able to get in contact with you and help you. And then in the UK, the number is 999. Um, they would help you connect to the um, local crisis resolution team. Someone would be able to talk to you and help you in that situation. These are just places that you can reach out to in emergency when like you're you're in a situation where you, you feel like you can't help yourself you feel like you can't stop yourself this is something that these are people that have been trained to handle situations like this and they'll provide you the um help you need thank you very much um i want to answer a question real quick because i think it's it's appeared like three times from replica um the question is and I want to, by the way, can we just appreciate these two ladies? Like, I don't want to miss the opportunity to do that. Like, can we appreciate them? Unmute yourselves and say, thank you, Dara. Thank you, Banke. What a great session. We love you. You're amazing. Thank you, Dara. Thank you, Dara. So we're going to still stay around. I want to officially close this by answering that question and praying for us. All right, then once we pray, if you want to stay back and have just more conversations around this subject, you're welcome to. The question was, is seeing your pastor in counseling sessions equal to seeing a therapist? Uh, I don't know what the, 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 the teachers today will say, but I would say it's a no from me. I don't think it's the same. And that's because the training is different. Um, I wouldn't go to a doc, to a pastor for medical issues. Now, I can go to the pastor to pray, all right? Actually, you can pray, like you have the same spirit, but, you know, and we've taught that a lot. But yes, if you need someone to join you in faith, definitely your pastor is who to go to. You can get counseling, marriage counseling from a pastor, absolutely, because the word of God is what they are trained in and the word of God teaches about marriage. Um, when it comes to things like that people are actually trained in, if that pastor doesn't double as a um a physician in that area i don't think it's the same thing can you go to your pastor for counseling absolutely is it equal to seeing a therapist it's not do you guys have a different um, opinion on that you agree okay that's my answer so yes still see a therapist don't run away you need <laughs> you need to see one um and i'm not just trying to promote this as being people people being sensual or being in the flesh we know it is needed it is needed. So please get that help. Um, and then, you know, some churches have people that are trained, you know, officially. So that's a good combination. A Christian therapist is an amazing 
it's like boom fireworks right um exactly thank you victoria is also adding adding that point so yeah don't go to see a therapist that i heard one story of a therapist you know the person was talking about um you know just diff, um, how they were um struggling with sexual temptations and stuff and the therapist was like ah, like you know just do do you like it's not a big deal that's not the kind of therapist that you should go to all right go to someone who will not reinforce sinful tendencies go to someone who believes the bible and and if you want to find more information about people like that don't go anywhere this week this week we're going to throw out some goodies for example access to some certified therapists and it's only for the first number of people that can respond so um make sure you stay tuned and you're engaging on the chat all right what am i supposed to do now i'm supposed to pray and i want you guys to okay dara wants to say something real quick i just have something to say very quickly mm-hmm. so if you're and this is just if you're a college student in the united states or in the uk you go to university or you work a full-time job and you have health insurance mm. many times your campus will have a counseling center and your counseling center they have therapists and because you're a student you have free access to that to the counseling center so please use your counseling center as a resource to start right and if you have a job and you have health insurance many times your health insurance will cover like mental health counseling as well right. so please right. take advantage of what you already have and don't like you know waste that resource thank you and that. we just need to keep praying for nigeria i know that, actually there i know that some companies in nigeria also offer this so she's just basically saying take advantage of whatever you have so people just take the salary and they don't take advantage of all the other benefits of working or going to school somewhere nice addition thank you so much all right let's pray i want us to pray together really short but as I'm praying and I'm just saying that prayer, I want you to also pray from your heart. All right. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I praise I'll let you speak after. Okay. So don't go anywhere. Uh, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for your word that is true. Thank you for this opportunity we've got um, to discuss something very, very crucial. Our minds. It's something you put in us. You built us to have minds that think, process things, feel things. And Lord, we know that even as the fall has messed up every aspect of human life, it has also caused the fall of the mind. Um, thank you because there is redemption through your blood. Ultimately, we will live forever. We will live in perfect bodies, reunited with the one who gave us life. But even as we are here, Lord, help us to navigate in wisdom and discernment um, these issues of mental health. Help us to know how to take care of our health um, help us to know how to deal with those who are struggling and need help in this area. And if we are, we trust in your healing power, like the, that every mental illness in anyone listening right now is healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That depression comes to an end. We believe in the power of God. But Lord, that we are, we're, we're informed and we take every information that we have got from this session and we put it to use. We help those around us. We are loving, we are generous, we are kind. And Lord, because of us, there will be a change, a transformation in this realm. We bless you and we thank you. Lord, for anyone who is listening right now that is struggling with suicidal thoughts, Lord, reassure them of your love right now. Let liquid love pour on them right now. We assure them that they're not alone. We assure them that you are there. Anyone who is struggling in their lives, relationship, marriage, Lord, you are good. 
That's where we start from. And so Lord, we pray that that goodness is what we would, they would see. It's what they will experience in an increasing measure. We love you because you know the hearts of everyone. So touch them, Lord, right now. Touch them where it really hurts the most, God. Heal them. And Lord, thank you for our speakers. They will grow in grace, in glory, in wisdom, in stature, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We love you. As BMG, as a family, we honor you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hey there. So we've come to the end of this teaching session, and we hope it was for you a teaching and an enlightening moment. We have so many other topics on our podcast that range from spiritual gifts to charisma to interpreting the Bible world and so many others. If you'd like to listen to any one of them, just look through our podcast catalog and find the topic that you'd love to learn. If you'd like to join us Sunday live on MixLR or on Zoom, all you need to do is go to our website, which is bit.ly forward slash bmglive4. That's the number or you can look in the description and you will find the link to the website there. We hope you have a blessed week and continue to grow and progress with joy in your faith.